Anthony Simons is back, much to my delight, but DeAndre Eaton out, Jeremy Grant out, Malcolm Brogdon out, such is life for the Portland Trailblazers. Still, they've been playing some decent basketball lately, and we are here to talk about it all. I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian and Oregon Live, joined by Craig Burnback. Craig, the last time we talked, the Blazers had won at Indiana, won at Cleveland since they somehow lost to Utah without its best two players. Then, of course, they blew a big lead against the Warriors, and that is the Warriors are still the Warriors, even though they struggled in that game. But, man, all told, this team's playing some pretty decent basketball. I thought they were getting rolled last night without Aiden and Grant, and then when Brogdon went out, and they were in it to win it to the last six minutes, they kind of fell apart. But what do you make of what we're seeing these past two games? I mean, even though they're losses, this is a team that keeps proving night in and night out that they are coming to play. And you better bring your A game or you are going to lose. And the best bet in the NBA right now is Blazers plus 10. Because when they're 10 or more dogs, they're covering or winning. What you got? Yeah. Well, first <laughs> of all, how big was your smile when when Mr. Simons was back out there? Did you? I wept. You... I wept a little. I wept. And when he made his first three, I bawled. And my wife's like, what are you crying about? It's back. She's like, oh, Lord, not that guy. So, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was very happy to see my man back. You know how I love me some aunt. So, yes, very happy to see him back. Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, they're playing as well as you could expect them in right? many ways. And they're making the games enjoyable and entertaining, which is, for, for us, very important because we're going to watch them. So uh, I, I've enjoyed these games. I'm surprised the Utah performance was not great. Um, they should have. I was surprised they weren't favored. I thought they were going to be favored for like the first time all season, and they weren't. And I was like, well, that's crazy. And then it wasn't because uh, they did lose. <laughs> and then last night with the Warriors, you're like looking and like, how are they doing this? How are they staying here? And even when they lost, it was almost like, did they just lose? Like, I thought they were winning. You know, like it just it happened uh, in a way that wasn't embarrassing, even though they had a big lead. Uh, it wasn't like the Milwaukee loss to me, which um, that one was, you know, there was a little double, double on that because of Lillard. But I, I'm finding things to enjoy, even though their offense stinks, I'm still finding things to enjoy and it'll be better now. And I will say this, what Simons brings is he's the only player on the team that when he shoots, my assumption is it's going in. You know, I just assume, oh, that, mm. you know, good form, looks good. And the guy doesn't play for, you know, almost Six two weeks. months and he scores 28. Like, the guy's got talent. I mean, he is talented. Uh, so I enjoy that. And Kamara, man, I'm on the Kamara bandwagon. I'm officially offenders. You can't push me off. The guy's going to be all defensive player. He's going to make the all-rookie team. <laughs> I mean, I just love watching him mess with people. I mean, he messed with Stephen Curry. He got Curry to walk. On a layup, and they called it. Not just walk, but with, with and they called it. But uh, so I'm en I'm enjoying watching the games, and I think that's uh, all you can ask for. And I have to give Chauncey Billups credit because he's figuring out ways to have his players succeed. All almost all of them, you know what I mean. Even Scoot, which we'll talk about more, uh, hasn't been brilliant, but he's found ways to get him in there, and it's led to some success. So, yeah, it's weird. We're talking about losses, but they feel they feel okay, right? 
Yeah, that's the case because expectations are so low, right? They're, they're still 6-14, and 14, right? There's still a lot of problems there, but they haven't been whole. Uh, I think this team holds are actually going to be a problem for a lot of teams. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. Don't get me crazy. Don't get crazy here. Don't think I'm going that far yet. But <laughs> they're they're not – all put together, they're not an awful team. You just wonder how it's going to fit and how they're going to gel and then, you know, what you're going to do with the lineups and do you have enough size, et cetera. But the emergence of Kamara as a legit 6'7 defensive menace <laughs> is huge to this team because – that's helped their defense be middle of the pack. I think they might be 12th or 13th right now. There was a stretch there over five games. They had the best defense in the league, 104 rating, which is insane, right? Um, and they haven't really fallen off these last two games very much. Um, so if your defense is there and then Ann comes back and you start you know, shooting better, which they actually are starting to do already anyway, you're going to be a problem. And like I said, three times when they've been well, – actually four times they've been – Dogs by 10 points or more. Milwaukee, Indiana, Cleveland, and the Warriors. And they covered all four, and they won two of them. So I think we're going to see those 10-point spreads starts to fall a little bit because they're playing good defense, and they're starting to score offensively. So at the very least, Craig, if you're a Blazers fan or if you're someone who's paid to watch them when you know they're not going to be successful, they're entertaining to watch. I want to watch them. I want to watch Shaden Sharp dunk on fools who dare get in his way in the lane. I want to watch Cabrera give people the business up and down the court. And now that Ant's back, you know I want to watch my boy. So, yes, it's been a fun team to watch. Yeah, and we got to mention Thibault's defense. He's been everywhere. Just blocking shots, steals. It feels like that um, Billups has said, go ahead, do whatever. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> you get, you know, uh, and, and it certainly worked out when his when he's on the floor. Um, so when you have Kamara and, and Thibault, your offense is not very good, but your defense is really, really good. So uh, that's been interesting to watch. And you mentioned Sharp dunking on everybody. Kamara dunked on some people. He dunked on some people. Uh, yeah. He had one of the best dunks I've seen in a long back time. Back. Yeah, 100%. And that's pretty much where his range is right now. So, like... <laughs> But I mean, I, even in last night's loss, I saw him, you know, get a rebound, take it up court, throw a, a bounce pass to Walker that led to a foul. So you could see growth. You could see more and more from Kamara each time. And he does not lack confidence. And he, here's how I know why. He talks to refs like he's been in the league 10 years. Like, you know, every time he commits a foul, he's explaining everything he did and why it wasn't and then asking why they called it. So he clearly is a confident guy on that defensive end. And his his college numbers, you've mentioned it, his college offensive numbers are good. So I'm I'm hoping for that upside, you know, to, to come around with him. Because if he can I mean, if he gave you twelve a game, like in oh my oh, I can't I can't think about that, right? I'm I'm pushing too fast. I just got on the bandwagon. I can't But you but you don't even really need twelve. You if if you have Anthony Sharp, Grant, and Aiden, right, and Kamara's out there just mess with people, and then score in transition, score when it's wide open, and he, it doesn't matter if he scores four one night, twelve another. You don't need his offense because you got four other dudes who can bring it. So, you know, I, I you know, 
you know how I am about too early hype unless I'm the one doing the hype. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing the early hype, it's real. If other people are doing it, I got to poke holes in it. You know, I'm not sure he's an NBA starter, you know, on a, on a good team. But, you know, we'll worry about that when this team is good. Um, but right now what he gives them is huge because they, when was the last time – we talked about this. When was the last time they had a dude with length who played defense up and down the court? Yeah. They've always been small, one, two, and three, right? So you've got a guy who can do that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo him because of his offense because you got other dudes who can score. Yeah, and I'm just thinking long long term. He's definitely not an NBA starter now on a good team, but he's not embarrassing. Right. Uh, I'm just thinking long term. You pick this guy in the second round. Right now, you got two second rounders playing really solid basketball and being contributors. That's you know teams that have real success. You can usually find one of them, you know, a second rounder that overachieved. Um, but you give them credit. They drafted Grant and they traded, you know, to, to get Kamara. They drafted Walker. Not Grant. Walker. Walker sorry. Yeah. yeah. They're all related to somebody in the NBA. I get them mixed up, you know. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> fathers both a, played. A, chi- so. a, child, a child of a former NBA player. So you were close. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying that's good drafting right now. And and without them, they would lose. They would lose by ten plus. You know. Yeah, those two have been huge. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know the the, the funny thing about Kamara is you can't give them credit for drafting Kamara because they passed on him. But they tried. They, they got they him. Put, they got him in the trade, right? You know, and they they said they saw something during summer league. It didn't work out well when they worked them out. And they got him in the trade, however they got him, and it's it's working out. So that's just however you get him, you get him. That's all it matters. So yeah, some good stories there. But you know, the main story, the thing we gotta talk about for at least the next fifty-five minutes is uh the return <laughs> of my boy, Anthony. I love the fact that Ant came out and just shot up twenty-seven shots. Like he just didn't care. He only made ten. He didn't shoot well. I have to admit, he didn't shoot well. Um, he said that there were some shots he liked, they just didn't fall. But he was six for twelve on threes, man, and that's what can make up for some of those misses. Still, ten for twenty-seven. I'm not gonna pretend that's good, but if you're gonna hit six or twelve from threes, and if he brings that, he's actually fifty percent all the time. But if he brings that threat, it's just gonna when Aiden comes back, when Grant comes back, their offense, I think, is gonna take a nice jump. They're, you know, they came into this game last in scoring. I think from here on out, when those guys are healthy, I think they'll be more middle of the pack in scoring. And if you couple that with a minute, uh, middle of the pack defense, you're plus. Your net rating is not too bad. You're going to win some games. So it was good to see him back. Didn't show any signs whatsoever of having been out. And, uh, man, he he can be electric, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's the one guy on the team when he shoots it. I'm like, oh, that's going in. And when he misses, I'm surprised. He doesn't take bad shots, though. Even those 28 shots, I don't remember any of them being like, oh, what are you doing? Um, You know, had to take a couple end of shot clock and end of clock. But he looked really good. and I'm anxious to see him, you know, really play the point. It looks like if Brogdon's out, right, he's going to be for any period of time. That's going to be interesting he's to see, be right? Do you think it's going to be really your Ant, lead guard Charlotte. for sure? But I, I would assume yeah. going forward that he's going to play a lot, the one sharp, the two, right? Yeah, I. <sighs> That, that's that's gonna be interesting to see how they do how they do that. 
because Malcolm was playing so well. But yeah, I, I think you probably, I don't know. Do you want Ant? I, I don't know. The whole thing is just a mess right now. But yeah, I, I would probably go Ant Sharp, Kamara at this point. Although I could see them going Malcolm, Ant, Kamara, and then bringing Sharp off the bench at the two. But I don't know. Like, do you take Sharp out? Sharp's know, like tough. fourth in the league decision. in minutes played. Like, are you really going <clears> to <throat> put him on the bench? Like, what? What? Well, at that this point, what's injuries, the purpose? Though. But that that was because of injuries. He got all those minutes because everyone was out. And was out. Scoot was out. Malcolm went out. So Sharp had to play a ton of minutes. But either way, whatever they decide to do, whatever. Just everyone's going to get their minutes. Did you lose me? You were locked up. Yeah. You're so locked that, up well, again. This happened with Brown. So that was about the 8, 8.30 mark. It still records. It's just that we can't always okay. hear each other. So 8.30 mark. Um, you got me now, though, right? Yep. And I just asked, like, what's okay. what's the point of bringing Sharp off the bench? Yeah. I, Sharp had a stretch there where he was not good. Like, there was, like, he's getting a lot of minutes because of all the injuries. And his shooting percentages were horrible. For like, for like a five game stretch, I wrote about it. Like, he shooted like 28%, 32%, and 20% on threes or whatever. So he's been up and down. So you can make the case if you're trying to put your best lineup on the, on the, court that you go Malcolm and Kamara and you bring Sharp off the bench at the two and the three, he still gets the same amount of minutes. He just comes off the bench. You can make that argument. You could also make your argument. Start at the point, start Sharp at the two, bring Malcolm off the bench. You could, I mean, you could do it either way. I don't think, like to me, I don't even think it matters that much. They're, he's going to get 30 plus minutes a game and he's going to do what he does. As long as people are playing, I don't think it matters who starts, to be honest with you. It's just whatever. Because they're not trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't care if he starts so much, but I think he should at this point. Like I, I think you want to to give him that mentality. He kind of, yes, he had a bad stretch, but he's earned it in my opinion. Like he earned the right to start. Let him start. I assume. I mean, I trade Brogdon sooner rather than later because right. he keeps getting hurt. He's gotten hurt throughout his career. He's not part of your future. I would go get something for him and then you don't have to worry about it. And again, you're not trying to win games. So what do you mean? And I know you're trying to win games, but the roster wasn't set up to win this year. So why, why act like it is and why play the 30 year old vet that you're probably going to trade off the, to start when you're not trying to build anything with Brogdon as far as confidence and yeah. So I would start sharp. I, I hear you. I, I, I get caught up. In my head, I get caught up sometimes with, are you going to put the best, absolute best lineup on the court or are you just going to put a lineup on the court that gives you development? And because you want to win, but you don't care if you don't, really. Like each individual game, they're trying to win, but at the end of the season, if they finish the lottery, they're happy with that, right? So to that end, I agree with you. Just start sharp because he, regardless of what you do now, if he's not your future starter at the two, then what was it all for, right? So roll with it if he struggles he struggles you lose games you're happy with that if he flourishes he flourishes you're happy with that so i'm with you on that i've i've turned the corner from what's best like my win now for all of humanity what i said about brogdon versus scoot clearly you would play brogdon over scoot or we're all gonna be doomed no offense to scoot but sharp's been good enough to where yeah you just start him so probably be ant sharp kamara and then you bring brogdon scoot and bible off the bench so i'm cool with that whatever yeah, my Whatever. my thought is and it's getting twenty five shots. Yeah, my thought is you made the decision <laughs> in the off season. 
Right. Like when you made these deals. So let him play. And again, I'd trade Brogdon as soon as I could. Uh, hopefully his knee soreness is just a, you know, a little thing, but everybody in the NBA knows that he's got little things. So I would try to, I would try to get something for him while you can. Cause the last thing you want is him to go out, get knee surgery or something like that. And then now and then you can't move him. And you already had that, you know, with a big man going down and you can't trade him. Um, so that's what I would do, but I, I'm going to go move on to the the next subject on the rundown is if everyone's healthy, which is a big if because there hasn't been, how good do you think this team can be, Fentress? Could they defy the odds and play themselves into the play-in? You know, I looked at the standings, and so there's some teams who are underachieving, one of them being the Warriors. The Utah Jazz are a mess, and a lot of people thought they would be in the mix. Houston's fallen off. The Clippers are not playing very well. So there's some teams there that, you know, are not pulling away from the area of, you know, the borderline playing. But the problem is the Blazers are – they're 6-14, and 14, right? So <laughs> you're probably going to have to be 500. They're already eight games under. Are they going to play eight games over from here on out? I just don't believe they are. Like, they're going to have injuries that's going to cost them games. They're, they still have some issues. I think teams are going to adjust to them and maybe take them more seriously, maybe play them, go attack them differently. So, no, I, I don't believe that's going to be the case. I just do believe that they're definitely not going to be an easy mark, right? <laughs> not going to be a team that you say, eh. Plus, John Morant is coming back. Yep. You know, Memphis with John Morant, I think it's going to be better. And so you have to try and catch them as well. So no, I don't think postseason is a, is a possibility at all. Nor do they want that. They don't, no. they don't want that. So they so they will do things if it comes to that. If it's like the Suns win ten of the next twelve, and they're in seventh place, you know, give Tanya Harding a ring, find out where Gooley is. <laughs> all of a sudden, do start. All of a sudden, do start having stuff. Because making the playoffs is the worst thing you can do because you're going to get rolled and you've got to give up your pick. And if you make the playoffs, you're giving up a 15, 16, 17 pick. But if you tank, you're going to get a high lottery pick. So you're basically giving up a high lottery pick, which you can attain. So, yeah, there's just no matter, no matter how they play, they're going to find a way to not make the postseason. 100%. Yeah, you know how I feel. Like, don't make the – the worst thing that could happen to don't, them don't is getting up in the play because then it was all, it was all for nothing. Like, in a way, like it was silly. I will say this. I, I liked how they played, but I do believe in, you know, you watch the NBA long enough, you know that good teams sometimes they coast until they don't have to coast. The Warriors, they almost they almost took it too far. The Bucks almost took it too far. But that's going to happen more and more. And they're not going to – they're going to know what Kamara does, and they're going to – they're going to set some picks in the front court. You know, I mean, they're going to they're going to decide like we're not going to let you be that disruptive or we're going to have ways around this. And I do think that they're going to get blown out of some games. And like you said, they're 6 and 14. If you do the math, they're on pace. We're all excited about them and they're on pace to win like 25 games. So, like <laughs> you know, like if they played any worse, they would be way worse. So, um I hope they won't uh, I hope they stay competitive and make it fun. And I do hope we continue. And that's part of my, I want to see Sharp play because I want, I don't want to right. see Brogdon play. 
Like, I just don't care. I mean, I, yeah. he's a good player. He's solid. Um, I enjoy the moments like down the stretch if he hits a big shot. But if you ask me who I want to see as far as, you know, the Blazers and, and their potential future, that's what I want. Um, so, yeah, I, I expect them to to go a stretch where they get blown out. They don't cover the 10, you know, for a few games. I just hope they're better at home. You know, like they've been – than they are on the road in the sense that I hope that their games at home are competitive uh, because you want the fan base to attach to some of these young guys, and they already all have. I mean, we – they went through that. We went through that stretch where the there were people thinking, "Baby Blazers, we're going to be fine. We're going to make the playoffs, right?" And then, <laughs> then they went, "Scoot's the worst pick in the world." And now they're like, <laughs> "I think they're coming to the grid." It's like, okay, I get it. We're not going to win, but I really enjoy watching Kamara. I want to see sharp dunk on everyone from the foul line, and let's see what Aiton can do, and enjoy Simons because Simons is in that in between. I don't know what the heck his future is. Uh, whether it's with this team or someone else. So I just wanted to elements of fun and scoring some points would be nice. So Simon's future could be as lead guard for this team, unless Scoot Anderson improves over the next couple of years. Cause right now you're not trading that to start Scoot because he's not there. So I, I I've been doing a series called Scoot check sort of monitoring his development. I did 1.0, which was after the preseason. I did 2.0 after the first five games, he got injured. So I didn't have the chance to do one until recently. I did one right before, this Golden State game, looking at his five games since he came back. And, you know, Chauncey Billups said after he returned that he was on a minutes restriction because of the ankle. I gave him the benefit of the doubt on that, but clearly it was also determined that he wasn't ready to start because he just isn't. And that's the smart move, I think, because it's been benefiting him to come off the bench. So his minutes per game went down from 28 to 22, but his points went up to 9.6 per game from 8.8 because he shot better. He shot better coming off the bench, especially on threes. His uh, defensive rating has gotten a lot better. It's gone from 117, 111 excuse me, to 103. And now his net rating has gone from a minus 14.1 in the first five games to a minus 5.8. He's still, you know, his three ball has been better. But like last night, he had some shots that missed badly. Um, he's just not, you know, it's, it's early, but he's not doing anything that's that makes you go wow that boy's got talent (laughs) you know he makes a couple passes here and there that anyone can make he's not rising up and dunking on people all the speed people talked about i haven't seen it i haven't seen westbrook derrick rose type of john wall type speed that he allegedly has um and teams just leave him alone to shoot he gets the ball wide open no one budges let him shoot it so he's got a long way to go but at least there were some signs of improvement over these last five games but, man, the gap between him and Anthony is even greater than I thought it was. I, I didn't believe for a second he beat out Ant or Sharp. He didn't come close. And Ant's so much better than him that at this point, you're not moving Ant at any moment to start Scoot because you're paying your best player to start what right now is the worst player in your rotation, and that's not going to be good for the franchise. So I don't think Ant's going anywhere. Like, I don't, I don't think Ant is going to be traded this year at all because he could be your lead guard for the next however long it takes for, you know, Scoot to come around. You got me? I got you. Okay. Well, the good news is if it recorded, then we're fine. Yeah, I heard most of it. It just froze for a long time and then it came back. So 2101. I heard enough. 
It froze okay, twice right. during that, though. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That what what I'll say about Scoot is there aren't mo- there aren't embarrassing moments. Like there were some embarrassing moments before he got hurt, seven turnovers, and he's definitely not turning the ball over as much. But they're not giving him that responsibility either. You know, they're they're making sure someone else is. He's not. He's not at, often the primary ball handler. He's had someone there with him. And I will say, like, he, he had a couple pull-up jumpers last night that he nailed. That looks good. He's playing hard on defense. I like seeing that. He's not yeah. good at it. He fouls too much. <laughs> but yeah. he's playing hard. But, yes, the one thing that I have, if I, we're going to give you my ultimate disappointment, and, again, he's 19, he's played you know, a dozen games. I haven't seen that athleticism really just go pop off the charts. So like no, you said, I haven't existed. seen the Russell Westbrook and in, in him. Um, I saw one when he came back, he had one amazing pass where, you know, he, he went in the middle, jumped up and fired one right to a guy in the corner. I was like, okay, that's a special pass. Not everyone can do that. I get it now. Uh, not that I didn't get it before, but that's what I want to see more of. But yeah, I'd like to see some coast to coast. I'd like to see him um, get an N one here or there that we just haven't seen much. But it's been better, and I give Chauncey and the coaching staff credit where they're setting him up for success. And he's not – they're playing him minutes, and the team's not dropping off because they figured out, okay, this is what you're going to do. Um, you're going to do okay. You're not going to make too many mistakes. and the turnovers being down, that's huge, right? Because that's a, that's a step to see that he's getting something, that, that he's learned something. He's not making those same mistakes. He's understanding what the NBA is and what he can and can't do. Uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping to see steady improvement, where you're not saying like, oh gosh, like there's no there's no way he's not he's not Simon's like. Um, I just want to see those electric moments. I'm hoping for him. Yeah. What's interesting, so he comes back. He has a bad shooting night against Utah at home in the win, one for seven, but he gave you seven assists, right? Then he shoots a lot better the next night, three or four on threes, 13 points, but only one assist. And then he gives you 13 points and just one more assist at the Indiana upset, but he shot a better two or three on threes. Then he goes and gives you seven assists against Cleveland, but he goes one for eight from the field, over five on threes. So he's, he's struggling to really put it together, right? But the Utah lost 17 points on six of 15, two of five on threes, three assists, five rebounds. But yeah, he got in foul trouble, but that's okay. They only had two turnovers. And then this last game, off the bench, four of nine, missed all three, all of his threes, but he's still four of nine, nine points, four assists. So he's contributing, but he's not. He, you know, if you're a Blazer fan, you always have to give people time. And it's not his fault that you were sold a bill of goods, right? <laughs> right? It's not his fault that people told you what he was going to be. Because those people clearly didn't know what they were talking about. So you have to let him grow into what he could become and not worry about it and freak out strictly because you were told how great this kid was going to be out the gate. And that's why everyone believed he should start over and he should start over Shaden. Ridiculous. And it looks stupider in, in hindsight. But he is showing signs where he does have some talent. He just needs time to grow. And that's, you know, we could be, we're gonna, I, I believe we're going to be saying this exact same thing next year, right? I don't think next year he's going to be ready to be the lead point guard on a team that's trying to win. I think, I think it's going to take him time to get to that level. 
Yeah, and I, I would just say, like, I don't know if they were sold a bill of goods. I mean, no one said he was going to. I get what you're saying. that Dude, people called... said transcendent, generational, I would know. be the number one pick in most drafts. They were, compa- they were comparing him to Westbrook and Rose and all these other people. And <clears throat> everyone was convinced that he was better than Anthony the night they drafted him. And he was better than Shaden. I don't know how many times people were telling me, you're crazy if you don't think Scoot's going to start. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to beat those two out. You're nuts. Even people I work with, you're crazy. Where are you getting that nonsense from? Well, I watched him in the G League. Well, so the, pe- the, the well, hype was insane. Yes, but I said he was going to start, and he did. <laughs> like he but did he start. Did, but I didn't think said, he was better than Simons. But you thought you said he was going to start because he was a number three pick, and you got to start him. You didn't say because he was going to hurt it. So I give you a pass. Other people were saying, "No, he's better than Ant." Like it was crazy. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" If Anthony Simons had been in the G League, he's not averaging 16 points and shooting 42 percent. He's averaging 36 points and shooting 59 percent. And 45% on threes because no one in the G League can even remotely stop him from doing whatever he wants. Whereas your boy struggled. Do you expect him to go from struggling in the G League to being better than Anthony Simonson? We've seen drop 45 on fulls, right? No, it's not a thing. So that's all I'm saying. So that's not, but that's not his fault. That's the hype train fault. That's when your GM says all these things and decides he's so great, I can't trade him to build around Dame anymore because he's unbelievable. And then he comes out and he's, completely he's not better than kobe white kobe white the bull struggling point guard is way better than scoot henderson right now it's not even close so that's the problem so i just want fans to just not hold it against him and chill and let him grow at his natural rate and forget all the crap that you were told from from cronin and gms and other gms and scouts etc etc that's all i'm saying i got you on that damian lillard's the one who's the you know he's like and he he's been I give Dylan, I give Lillard credit because he's been really supportive of, you know, the Blazers on social media. You know, when Sharp dunked, he puts something out. But, um, but yeah. like with Scoot, like he told you, he told you, you know, like that's why I want to get traded. He knew exactly. Like, this guy's he not knew. gonna. Well, he's you know, it's like well, if CJ if CJ couldn't get me to a title and Simons can't get me to a title, this guy's not getting me to a title in the next year and a half. You know, two yeah. years. So. It was uh that people was some proof people for didn't him. want to listen to people uh, didn't want to listen to Dan. Yeah, that, I just think uh, that there's still time for Scoot to develop into to a great player. And I would love for him to be able to get signs, show us signs and show himself signs. We've heard about it in practice. You know, it's not like the guys don't, you know, in training camp they told you how fast he was, how strong he was, and they all understand why he was picked. So number three overall, which of course in a Wemby draft, he was He's kind of like, clearly he wasn't going to be picked number one in every other draft because he was picked three. So um, that's right. that can't be true. But uh, I don't – right. It's not, And it's also not the Blazer fans' fault for buying it because the oh, people they trust said it. it. Yeah, they should have used their own eyes. <laughs> it's, 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 such a, it's such a hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater. It's just – I'm not going to use any names here, but someone I know in our industry, and they were saying if Dame comes back, it'll be Dame and Scoot in the background. I'm like, no, it won't. It'll be Dame and Ant. Where are you getting this from? I'm like, the head coach. Chauncey told me back in the spring that, you know, it, it would that Scoot would not start with Dame. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And so, no. I, I, yeah, I blame, I blame everyone for buying into hype. When you could just go watch the D-League games and go, okay, this guy in nine out of 19 games shot under 40%. But, yeah, he's going to make the leap into the NBA and have an impact helping Dame try to win. 
at 19. It's ridiculous. All right, let's switch on over to an NBA question, overall question. We're down to the final four, Fentress. They're headed to Vegas. You're talking the about college football players? Tournament. You're talking about the college football players? <laughs> final four? Are, are, are you a believer? Have you bought in? Okay, here's my feelings on it. I don't think it's a detriment. I don't think it's a negative. It's fine. It's cute. The courts are kind of interesting, kind of funky, uh, but I couldn't care less. No interest I, whatsoever. I could care. I could care less, and here's how I know. I did. When, when they announced it, I, could, I did care less, and now I care more. I, I, I've enjoyed it. You know, the Knicks, you know, you know almost got there. They thought they were going to Vegas, and I think someone had to tell them, no, no, you still got to go to Milwaukee. And they got blown out. Like, I wish we didn't play that game because that wasn't good. But, yeah, I mean, I watched the, you know, the Suns-Lakers game. Terrible call in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it clearly mattered more. And the players care a little bit, and that's all that matters. And the crowds, you know, the Pacers, Indiana's crowd, it was that was awesome. So, while I... If they took it away tomorrow, I would not lose any sleep or shed a tear. I have to give them credit because it's better than I thought. And there's been more buy-in than I thought. So, and if the Blazers were in this right now, it would, it would be something. It would, it would matter to the fans. So that to me is a success. I can't disagree with any of that. Maybe, you know, I, I just, I just don't care. I'm not. Want, I'm not they, fooled. What's, is there a? Tr- I I want to see the trophy presentation because that's to me where it gets gonna get weird, right? Like, what are you gonna? They gonna have T-shirts and hats? Like, they should just let the money come down, like from the oh, ceiling, and then the players have to go scrap <laughs> for it. I saw. <laughs> is it like uh, champagne? Like, what's gonna happen when when it ha- you know? Because sometimes, like in baseball, you win any playoffs. You celebrate it like it's a championship. You know what I mean? That's like, tradition. You're in the clubhouse and they got the plastic over the lockers yeah, and you got goggles on. You're spraying sp- champagne. I got to cover the Braves when they were good. I was in that locker room for so many celebrations. <laughs> yeah. uh, and only one and only one World Series title, but a lot of celebrations. Uh yeah, I just that's I'm curious to see what that's gonna look like. And especially because it's not it's on a neutral court. So how many fans are going to travel? You know, like it's a weekend. It's a Vegas weekend, right? So you're there for three games. You know, you're going to Vegas. I think people are going to be there. I think there's going to be a lot of people in Vegas. Like it'll be packed. No doubt about that. Yeah, fan, you, like people are not going to fly from New Orleans to go watch the Pelicans in Vegas, right? I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But it's in Vegas. There's a lot of sports fans in Vegas. I think they're going to go. You know. We'll see. Yeah, but it's just different because they're not going to be fans of, of that, that team. team. Right. Like, you know, like there's not going to be Buck fans going crazy. <laughs> if it's Laker fans, you know, you'll be all right. But, I mean, it, that that part will be interesting to me. But, yeah, it's been better than I thought, and I've cared more than I thought I would. So I give them a very solid B+. Plus. Yeah, I, you know, it's cute. I just don't care. That's what my wife says about me. Hey, he's cute. I just don't care what he says. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to cover before we have more technical difficulties? Are we good? Anything else? We- oh, how about Duop Reef? 
How about that kid? Did I lose you? You froze. <laughs> you you froze up right after. We've I been said having trouble. You know, we're gonna leave this technical difficulty. And we've been having trouble. I've been having trouble all day. I did a podcast with Brenna. I did one with Craig. Starts and stops. It's just been maddening. But you can hear me now, right? I can now. Did you make fun of me? And I no. I said I said, said anything else to talk about? And I said, hey, how about Duop Wreath? Wap is killing it. What a jam that guy is. We talked about jams, right? Yep. Kamara and Jabari. I mean, my God. You know? Stretch five, baby. Stretch five. Stretch pick five. and pop, baby. Pick and pop. <laughs> he's picking. He's pop. He started last night in front of Aiden. It was solid. Like, he was good. Yep. He's not embarrassing himself no. at all. I mean, they're, they're out uh, there. Cont- yeah, I think we need to end this. We yeah. need to end this. <laughs> minute, I'm in right? physical pain. I'm in physical pain. All right. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. We appreciate you uh, hanging in there. I mean, we'll edit out a lot of the missteps, but man, it was a circus trying to record this thing. I blame Craig just because that's what I do. But anyway, we'll be back next week after. Man, they're going to play Dallas. I can't wait to see Luca. Luca is insane. That guy had triple double at halftime the other night. Can't wait to see him on Friday. Then they go to the Clippers. Then they come home for, I think, seven of eight at home against some wicked teams. They got Wimby coming twice at the end of the month. That's going to be a lot of fun. All that coming up in the next few weeks on the Blazer Focus podcast. We will catch you later.